Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello and welcome back everyone to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. And I am here with new release Nathan, who has <laughs> who has changed the game, changed our upload schedule because he has broken his rule yet again. What's good, boys? <laughs> You've got frat bro energy today. <laughs> Big frat bro energy. Well, look. No one cares, Nathan! Yes! Great. <laughs> Tell us what the show is. Uh, this show... Oh, I've never done this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not fun, is it? This is the show where we talk about all things in the realm of pop culture, movies, TV shows, sometimes games. Games coming soon. Uh, we try to keep things just a little bit more positive and avoid all the toxic discourse. Um, we don't always succeed, but we do have a good time doing it. Do we still say that? I don't know. Uh, but here we go. I don't like it when you do the intro better than me. It's not fair. <laughs> Get better at it then. <laughs> I, know, I know that is the answer. <laughs> that seems like a you problem more than anything else, mate. I don't really know what you... I'm not going to do it worse. It's true. That's fair. So let's talk about the full Monty. No. I, I, Lawrence, I would love... Nothing would please me more than to talk about an actual good movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> But, but instead, you decided at the last minute that you want to talk about this movie instead. Well, you let me know that you'd seen it, and I've been like, 
I, I saw it a couple of days ago and I've just been sat on it like we're just going to go straight into it because I'm quite curious to talk I'm quite keen to talk about it is this maybe the weirdest movie you've ever seen I've seen some weird movies like define weird well not not as in like a weird like I would say like everything everywhere is a weird movie yes I would agree but like in a way that still is like it feels like a film and I get what's going on this I just can't put a pin on what the fuck it's trying to do at any given point. Oh, I can. I, I know exactly <laughs> what it's trying to do, but does it do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, um, The Flash is a movie that's been in development hell for like 10 years now. Ezra yeah. Miller was announced when the first season of The Flash TV show aired in 2014. And the Flash TV show just wrapped up after nine seasons, and now this movie has came out. Um, And then, of course, there's been a whole bunch of shit along the way. I'm sure everyone knows about all that sort of stuff. Um, But we're here. It's out. It it was called Flashpoint, and then they changed the title. The movie is still about Flashpoint, kind of. Whatever, it's just called The Flash now. This is why I wanted to talk to you about it, because you're a, you're a fan of The Flash, right? I love The Flash. And let me tell you, the first season of The Flash on the CW is fucking primo, mate. It is <laughs> seriously fucking premium television. It is so good. So good. And then you watch this bag of shit. Again, spoiler alert, not to give my hand away, but like... It is just... Oh, you've been incredibly vague up until this point. (laughs) It is just such a wet fish in comparison. It just... (laughs) It fails on almost every single aspect. Do you know what's crazy? There are so many other, like, podcasts that I think are going to... Like, not... I don't even think what we do is review. We're just talking about it. No. But there are are so many other podcasts and, like, YouTube videos and stuff that are going to, like, go into this with with the, like... I'm going to pad out a bit of the runtime, talk about some of the Ezra Miller stuff and how yes. that's affected the release of this. We don't need to. No. There's enough weird fucking bad shit in this movie to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It, it certainly is a movie that has came out and has been released. And James Gunn and Tom Cruise, they both love it, apparently. Like, I don't know what that says about them. but I don't get it. I get James Gunn. He, I get, I, he's head of DC now. He's, he probably saw it and was like, is, is it too late to change any of this? Oh, it is? All right. Yeah, it's great, guys. Go watch it. Buy tickets. It, it's got people talking. I think that's exactly what was intended. Uh, it does. I think there comes a point in every bad movie's release where it becomes more profitable to spin it and go, have you seen the worst movie in the world? And push the narrative that it's bad. Isn't that kind of what happened with Morbius, though? Because, like, Morbius was from... Before it was even released, Morbius was a meme. And then, like, it came out and, like, no one saw it. But then there was all the memes going around again, like, it's Morbin time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then Sony were like, guys, it's Morbin time. (laughs) (laughs) This weekend only, Morbius is back in cinemas. It's Morbin time, guys. We know the joke. We're in on the joke, too. (laughs) Yeah. And then no one saw it again. <laughs> what what other movie got that treatment? I think there's there's got to be another one. Mario almost got that treatment. No, Mario made over a billion dollars, man. Yeah, I know, but then it came out and people were like, oh, "It's actually quite a good movie." <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen it. I'm sure it's. It's, fine. it's not bad. It's it's all right. The, there's definitely something else. Oh, Black Adam. 
Uh, <laughs> seeing Black Adam's different. I haven't seen Black Adam, by the way, but Black Adam is more The Rock specific. It's more like The Rock going, look, I don't need to do Fast and Furious, okay? I'm Black Adam now. I'm the head of the DC universe, all right? The hierarchy is going to change. Get ready. I'm going to fight Superman. Go see it, by the way, because Superman's in it. Spoiler alert, but go see it, because Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Um, And we're going to fight. And then it flopped, and everyone said it was bad. And then he was like, no, actually, it's my choice. And I think I'm going to go back to Fast and Furious because, <laughs> like, uh, I, I think it's a good thing that we can be family and all of this stuff. Yeah. So. And he's like, people that didn't see Black Adam, you know, like, it was it was because of all the bad movies before Black Adam came yeah, out. Yeah, like, it was nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't just become a laughing stock for no reason. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I but I do think that's happening to this. I think it's now been pushed so hard by so many people. I think I think the the kind of general consensus is this is polarizing. Some people this is like I've seen a lot of surprisingly a large number of people been like, "Oh, this is great. This is yeah. really good." And I'm like, "I know I know we can have different opinions and different tastes. I know." I, I know that because I love, genuinely love The Rise of Skywalker, okay? I know, yeah. I know, calm down. I also genuinely fucking adore The Phantom Menace. I think it's a beautiful, brilliant movie. Um, hmm. Both great movies, in my opinion. And then a lot of people are like, oh, these are the worst movies ever or whatever. And I'm like, no, they're great, but... Oh, Wait, hang on. Those two Star Wars movies, they're not like, oh, these are the worst movies ever. They're like, do you like them? You should kill yourself. Then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you starred in this movie, 10-year-old boy? You should die. Like, Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, film film criticism has nuance, right? You're allowed to go uh, see something. I think film criticism used to have nuance. <laughs> All right, for people that actually are like trying to positively interact with something. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Basically not fuckheads and incels, essentially. Yeah. Um, and me I, during this, episode. yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> but I no, because like genuinely, I came out of this and and I was like some stuff I liked, some stuff I hated, yeah, and some stuff that I just like I I will never think about it again after when I finish recording this podcast, it will exit my brain and never resurface. See, for me, I I finished watching it and I left the cinema and um <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> We're not no. going to tell you why. No, we're not. Um, there was there was a few things I liked. There was a lot of stuff I hated, and then there was some things which I just found so fucking baffling. Like I cannot understand the choices of, for over nine years that led to this being made. And, and look, we'll talk about it. Sh- should we talk about the opening sequence of the movie? Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. So the Flash, he's, he's, he's getting a coffee or whatever, he's getting breakfast, troubles erupting, he goes to Gotham. Because mm-hmm. that's where you want the Flash movie to open. You know, famous Flash city, Gotham city. Gotham, yeah. Yeah, in broad Quickly daylight. Quickly exits his state. Yeah. <laughs> in broad daylight. Have you seen, do you remember a few months ago, there was a video on Twitter, it was like, what if there was a Flash video game? And it was like just this really bad 3D rendering of just the flash, just some like flash model just running very fast. But it looks very bad, basically. And they'd have to just surely, surely that's got to be the biggest open world map on the planet. Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah. Just pro- not possible feasible. It's, it's, it's got, you've got to do Earth. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it kind of looks like that. It, it reminded me, you know, that shot of um, Will Poulter, the first shot of Gar- in of Will Poulter in Guardians Three. 
Oh, when he's like arriving. Yeah. It reminded me of that, but without any charm and funness. How have they not worked out the running yet? Why? Why does it look so? What? What are these like long strides? And he's like, because yeah. there's spoiler. Alert, there's the bit where like he loses his powers later mm. on, and then he does the run. But he's not like running. He does again this weird like lunging, like skiing sort of thing. Like I have a confession to make. Yeah, that was a funny scene. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, I will agree. It was pretty funny. But... I I think the reason behind that is. Because it, 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 there will have been a scientific thing as to why he needs to take wide strides, right? Because there's always an element of the Flash that's concerned with, like, you have to run in a certain way and move in a certain way and interact with objects in a certain way, otherwise you'll die. Yeah. And all of this. And I take that point, but I raise it. It looks bad as shit. Yeah, looks dumb. So just, you're in a movie. I, I no, Real people don't have super speed, so I don't have to understand that they're going to get flattened by their own pressure or whatever if they just run like a normal person. <laughs> Yeah, just run. <laughs> like, the, the, his whole thing is running. Like, if that was <laughs> your whole thing, surely you'd, like, want to make that look good. Yeah. Really. Anyway, he goes to Gotham. There's, like, what's going Batman's, like, oh, Barry, there's these vague terrorists or whatever, and they're blowing up a hospital or whatever. Appa- apparently, they're, they're characters. Apparently, they're, like, known Did he Batman. say, like, Falcone or some? I think he mentioned some crime family or something. I'm going to pay it as much attention as the movie did, which is absolutely fucking none. <laughs> it, yeah, it does not matter, but whatever. Yeah. Some, some crime... They're blowing up baby building. They're blowing baby up, buildings. Yeah, they're blowing up the Gotham baby building. Yeah. Um, so the Flash arrives because he's the only one who can save the baby building. And he's like, I need some crisps. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me, for real. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It... it... <laughs> When I first saw, before I saw this movie, I heard like a lot of talk online. Nothing really got spoiled for me, but I heard like a lot of talk online of like, there's one sequence in particular, which looks awful. And then like the directors come out and said, no, no, it's kind of supposed to look awful because it's all from Barry's perspective and that sort of stuff. And Mm. I was like, all right, that seems a bit weird, but sure, I'll watch it. Let's see what happens. I watched this opening sequence and I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. They're they're talking about this opening sequence because it looks awful. And there's CGI babies, there's a dog, there's there's Barry eating a burrito while he's throwing a baby in a microwave. It's incredibly bizarre. Spoiler alert, that's not the sequence they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know, and then the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. But, but it doesn't look good. It's it's If this is how you're opening your movie, this is the big get ready, this is the fun action flash movie, here's what you're in for. It's not a good starting off point, really. No, and it's and it's it's also a shame because like I've seen people online since have been like because I know the clip got leaked of him putting a baby in a microwave, which is just and I've, yeah, hilarious. yeah, hilarious. But I've also seen I've seen like someone do a reverse a reverse flash meme. <laughs> so it was like it was me, Barry. I reversed the clip to make it look like you were putting the baby in the microwave. <laughs> That's what's happened. There. Someone when he takes the baby out of the microwave at the end, someone's reversed it so it just looks like that woman is screaming as he puts the baby in the microwave, and it's very funny. It's, do you know what? But like, I've seen people being like, "That this isn't fair. This is unfair criticism," and, and it is. But it's also a meme and whatever. Uh, is it like, unfair uh, criticism? Because no, it's... no, like like reversing the footage and being like, "Oh yeah, he's putting yeah, the baby fair. in a microwave." Yeah, that that's fair. That's just a funny meme. Though. 
Yeah, but I know, but I've seen people being like that. Like he's taking it out, and it's because he can't interact with the babies because he'll kill them. So he has to interact with an object by putting them in it. I understand all of that. I just raise you the point of if I'm a writer, maybe don't write in a problem with a baby in a microwave. Look, if like if the whole thing about Barry and his speed, right, is he he can't move people, or because it's like gonna fuck them up internally, he's gonna throw yeah. up. Well, whatever. we see we see it in this we, movie. We see it, but like if. If the solution to that is just putting a baby in a microwave with nothing else to protect it and then just moving the microwave, that baby is going to be mush, mate. Yeah. That baby is just going to be rattling around in there while it's just been, I don't even want to say, but it's not going to end up well. All right. No. How, how is that as safe a solution? I also think the editor threw in a little joke in this sequence too. Right. Because at the end of the sequence, the reason Barry remembers to take the baby out of the microwave is because the microwave dings. Was it on? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How was it plugged in? <laughs> no, but irrespective of that, don't turn it on. <laughs> yeah, don't microwave the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? If you haven't seen this movie and for some reason you just wanted to watch, you just wanted to listen to this, even though we're obviously going to go into full spoilers and everything... Um, this is not. This is barely the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. This is by far from the wildest shit that happens in this film. It gets so much more bizarre. What? What are you, as a Flash fan, putting the actual person aside because they're not great? Ezra Miller. Yeah. Where are you at with Ezra Miller as Barry Allen? I don't mind Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. They're, mm. The um, Grant Gustin is great. Grant Gustin was my introduction, really, to The Flash. I, I knew a bit about him from, like, Justice League uh, Unlimited and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But mostly, I'd, like, come to know about him from CW's The Flash and really fell in love with that sort of stuff. And Grant Gustin does, surprisingly, a great job. Um, I didn't watch all of the show. Like, I fell off quite, like, after, like, three seasons because he got a bit sheer. But especially in the early days, it was it was really good, and he especially was was quite good. Um, mm. From what I understand, Ezra Miller they they do a fine enough job. He uh, they're a funny, quirky kind of interpretation of Barry. I I don't in this movie we get kind of two versions of Barry, and I don't yeah. hate that. That's it's kind of like a fun contrast. You get kind of like the the more aged and like. <laughs> roughly 10 year older version um, do, you, do you know what i thought of well <laughs> this is joss whedon's barry meets Zack snyder's barry <laughs> yeah but is, is it though because like they're both goofy but one's significantly less goofy and yeah more the emotional that, that i think that's what ezra miller does well there's a nice i i do think you know for all their flaws they are a talented actor yeah i i do too i i think their their portrayal of barry there's there's nothing wrong with that that, yeah. that's that's fine the stuff that is wrong is the flashpoint nora allen getting killed the dad i have so many questions about all of that stuff okay, and like yeah. and like how that works and who actually killed his mum and all this sort of shit um it's very bizarre do you know who the reverse flash is this is what i know about the reverse flash it was me barry i i was the one that jerked you off <laughs> or something <laughs> Well, that's not real, first of all. I, I know, but and he's also yellow. He, yeah, he's yellow. Like, the the Flash uh, the flash is red with, like, a, a yellow lightning bolt. Reverse Flash is yellow with a red lightning bolt. Before you tell me, can I hazard a guess? Sure, sure. Is that Barry once ran so fast around the Earth that he created a different version of himself who is evil? Well, no, 
But he has done that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Who's that then? That's oh, there's like so. That's many. just evil, evil Flash. Evil, evil Flash, evil Barry. There's so many. <laughs> like it gets the whole Speed Force thing. It gets very convoluted and weird. Yeah. Um, but no. So the Reverse Flash is like the Flash's main like antagonist, obviously. Um, and he's a guy called Eobard Thorne. He's from the future, like mm-hmm. quite far in advance from the future, and he just fucking hates the Flash. He just fucking hates Barry Allen. Like he, everything about this guy is like, oh, you're a fucking gun, and I hate you. And basically, he hates him so much that he goes back in time and kills his mum. Okay, and he is who kills Nora um, in the right. actual Flash mythology. That character doesn't really exist in this version yeah because you, you're led to believe it's just the person who came in thought the house was empty for a robbing yeah and got spooked and saw that his mum had a knife in his i'll tell you what if i'm robbing a house i'm not just gonna go in and be like there's someone here yeah i'll kill him yeah like uh, yeah yeah i don't know that that felt as a, as someone that doesn't know i don't know the first fucking thing about the flash's backstory origin whatever yeah like literally not a thing so i was just like Seems weird that one of the central conflicts of this movie is Barry trying to get his dad out of prison for the murder of his mum, who I don't know why she was murdered, what happened. I don't know, it feels insane. That's that's why this is like such a confusing movie, because like in the in the original story and like, you know, the show and the comics and the mythology and all that sort of stuff, the reason that um, Barry's dad, I can't think of his name now, but the reason Barry's dad is assumed to be the killer is because that's literally the only thing that makes sense. Because, what, some guy ran back in time, ran super fast, killed his mum, and then ran back to the future? Like, no one saw that. All Barry saw, young Barry, was like this weird blur sort of thing around his mum, and then she died. I don't know, it just, it felt undercooked. It felt like... Massively. It and I'm, now that makes sense as well because it did feel like there was just something missing from it that was like an explanation as to why this is even a part of this movie. And it's it's a shame because like you can get some really good stories out of like the Reverse Flash and Eobard Thorn, um, and he is a, a really good like counterpoint to Barry, a really good ant- antagonist, and and they kind of just sawed off their own foot and just being like, no, let's ignore that and let's just do two barriers and we'll make him evil for two minutes. Yeah. But then not really, we won't commit. One thing that I was, kind of the main reason I was ex- I was excited for this movie to come out and I went to go see it because I'm not, like I said, I'm not particularly interested in The Flash. I don't care much for that character or like I don't care much for what I've seen from that character, hmm. um, which funnily enough is mostly this interpretation. Um, but I was big... And the movie definitely wanted me to know that Michael Keaton's Batman was in it. Mm. Um, there's a funny video I saw. It was like, a, I think the YouTube channel is called Man Carrying Thing. Uh, and it's just like literally 30 second sketches. Um, and it was like all the marketing for The Flash. And it was like, hi, I'm Barry Allen. And then like the, the fucking Danny Elfman's Batman score blares. And <laughs> it's like just basically making a point of being like, Batman's in it. Go see Batman. You like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind The Flash. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I do appreciate. Is Michael Keaton's Batman. I love seeing. We spoke about Batman not recently, but like the last time we did, we touch in on how like we like the new version of the Batman, but there there is certainly an oversaturation with like grim and gritty, miserable Batman. Yeah. 
And I like how Michael Keaton has always been in that vein, but they still never shy away from like the bookshelf opening and the pole to the Batcave and all that yeah. cheesy stuff. Yeah, they do kind of lean into all the like the fun sort of cheesy aspects of the yeah. Batman. They they show the Batmobile, which I, I fucking love a long, stupid Batmobile. It's, it should always be just some big, impractical vehicle which could not work on any feasible level. Yeah. Make it dumb, you cowards. Don't give me just a fucking Dodge Charger with an engine on it. Yeah, or a tank. Or a tank. Fucking hate that tank, man. <laughs> Make a big, long, dumb vehicle. But also, yeah. they didn't actually use it in the movie, so zero out of ten. That was a shame. Yeah, was mass. They just pulled the cloth off it, like, <sighs> and then like Barry woos, and it's in the trailer, and yeah. I'm like, oh, they're gonna drive it, and then they just get in the big bat plane thing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is lame. That spins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever played the Lego Batman game, the original? Uh, no, I don't think so. Ah, oh, see, that game was sick, and that's funnily enough a big reason as to why i can forgive a lot of the michael keaton batman shit in this movie all right <laughs> because i really like the they use the danny Elfman score some of my fondest childhood memories are just playing on that fucking game yeah for hours on end and i uh, one of the most fun things to do was not the mission it was you know how every lego game has their like their command center uh yeah like where they'll go to access the missions yeah um, that one was obviously the Batcave, but you could also explore like a couple of rooms in Wayne Manor. Yeah. And I liked going down the little pole thing and I liked being able to like push Alfred off one of the, <laughs> the, 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 the long kind of columns in the Batcave into just the abyss. <laughs> uh, and one thing that I especially loved in that game was that there were variant suits. There was like a Batman snorkeling suit. Yeah. And a Batman blue suit that stuck to walls. And yeah. when Michael Keaton opened his Bat room with all his suits there was a couple of the lego variations and i was like oh, was yes <laughs> yeah okay. that's pretty cool that's pretty cool i do like in the lego batman movie where um robin kind of like looks through all the batman suits and he's mm. and there's just like some fun variations and there's like some jamaican themed one and he's like this seems culturally inappropriate like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not touch on this one again <laughs> yeah yeah, that, that's that's fun, and I, and I do like when like his his different suits show up and stuff. He's got like an Arctic like snow suit version yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And could have come in handy for this. It could have. There is one sequence in particular where that exact suit would have worked out great, but not just the regular one. I reckon that's yeah the nostalgic one, the one people will remember. Yeah, I I, I want to touch on like a, a few of like the things, and then there's a whole bunch of the end shit that we should talk about. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll get into so much of the end shit because I have a lot of like questions and yeah. and confusion and stuff that whatever. Um, Here's one question: yeah. Is George Clooney Batman? No, we'll get there. Look, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, no, Michael Keaton Batman. It's good. He's he's good. He's he's Michael Keaton man. He's great. Um, it is a little depressing. I think you mentioned this recently. That like he did Birdman, a movie <laughs> about how like he's pigeonholed into one role and that's all people will ever see him as, and he can't ever get past it. And he just wants to move on and and do some other stuff. And then oh, now he's the Vulture, and now he's Batman, and now he's this and that and everything. He literally the movie Birdman has never come like like yeah. that title is so telling to that man that poor man's career yeah because he is phenomenal like well, michael we Keaton say, is great we say that poor man he seems happy enough he seems to be having a good time he's no one's forcing him to do this 
No, no, it's all a it's all a bag and a fucking a yeah. third house in the fucking hills, and all of this. I get all of that. Have you both of both him and Michael uh, Shannon have both come out and been like, "Oh, this is this is shit." I yeah, got I words just... on Michael Shannon. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to Michael Shannon. He's not in the movie. Actually, no, we'll save the last battle stuff to the end because there's there is an element of Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, I'm back and I'm Batman and I'm here to die twice. I've so much to say on all that sort of stuff. Let's let's keep moving. Sasha Calais, a great interpretation of Supergirl in one of the most underwritten fucking roles I've ever seen. Sasha Calais. Did I say it? Sasha Calais? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, great. Great, great. Great performance. She does a really good job. If they're going... I know they say they're doing a Supergirl movie. It would be a shame to recast. It would be a shame to lose this actress. Because she of what she does, she does a genuinely great job. And I would yeah. love to see more of her. And the kind of like backstory of Supergirl, it all works. This it's all quite good, and you know it's it's what it should be. It all works. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite stuff of the movie. Sash, uh, her as Supergirl, she's really good. But but like, there's uh, the one thing I cannot get over with this movie, and I don't know how to talk about this without talking about the whole end sequence uh, because I can't. But like yeah. the the whole like linchpin of it is the Zod killed clark when he was a baby or whatever Mm. but he wasn't the right they his blood didn't work with a codex or whatever they can't terraform uh if they they need her blood but so clark died for nothing essentially um and obviously she's pissed about that so she fucking wants to kill zod um but she can't and in no universe in no version can she kill zod they they go through like fucking like reality after reality after reality after reality, they reverse back time, time and time again, and in no version can she kill Zod. And then the movie just ends. There's no fucking wrap up to that. It's just like it, they just basically say, "Get ready for Supergirl. She's not good. She is not good. She is a lot worse than Superman. She cannot do what he did." Okay. Yeah. And we're not gonna give you any solution to that whatsoever. We're just gonna end it and say, "Oh, Barry solved it with time travel shenanigans. He yeah. saved the day." But but keep in mind, she died over and over and over again because she's not good. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that are you? That's how you're fucking rapid. Fuck off, man. That is the most. No, it's not the most offensive shit in the movie, but it's pretty fucking close. All right, it's yeah. pretty fucking awful, man. It's it's disappointing, and I think you get the flip of that with uh, Keaton's Batman as well because he's he's in the he's in the same vein, right? The every, this. It's told to us that this world is going to die. And the, this movie's whole thing is about learning to let go of something. Barry needs to let go of trying to free his dad, trying to help his mum. And one of the first things Bruce Wayne says to him is like, you're not meant to fix your scars. They're meant to build you into who you are. There's nothing... It's a it's a pretty decent dialogue sequence. Yeah. You're not meant... Don't let your past define you. Live in the present, not the past. Uh, all of that kind of stuff he says. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing, you know, you keep trying to fix yourself, but there's nothing that needs to be fixed. You're not broken. Hey guys, you want some nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. Here it is. And here's, here's all the million things you should have moved on from by now. Yeah. And also, like, there's certain elements of, like, I, I get that Sasha Kale's Supergirl dying somewhat has to happen to fit that you need to let go of certain things. Certain things are not fated to be so. But man, what a fucking waste and what a weird way to treat this character's first big not a live action debut because there's been a few supergirls but like 
this is a massive fucking moment for the character. It's it's a huge moment, and they've just essentially gone. She's not as good as Superman. Yeah, she's she's the lesser version. We know Clark can solve this equation. Like yeah. Clark, you see Man of Steel, it happened. Clark broke his neck without a fucking second of remorse. Um, great scene. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, but you know, Supergirl, Kara, she's not as good. Mm. Awful choice. I, I cannot wrap my head around it at all. It just seems so. And I, I know there was some stuff which like got cut and changed around and stuff. She she was in scenes later on, like outside the courthouse and stuff that didn't show up in the movie. So there, at some point there, I guess was some kind of wrap up to her. Um, but but that. But then why wasn't it in this? Why did we just get? Oh, she's dead and she can't solve it. She's bad. Let's not worry about her again, really. Yeah, it, it, it felt like the character just got completely forgotten at the yeah, end. Yeah, really um, did, yeah. Which was a shame, because, and I get it, like, the world is dying, and, the, you know, that version of reality is fated to die. Yeah. But she's Supergirl, man. Like, yeah. She can, all the things that Barry can do, she can do as well. Yeah. To a, like, she says, like, she's not as fast, but, like, I don't know. It, it's weird as fuck, and I also think that, there's such a fucking bizarre moment where, like, the movie is again let go. Don't let one a Bruce Wayne in this movie says, "Don't let your past define you." <laughs> a Bruce Wayne, one of like seven that shows up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then when Michael Keaton dies, Barry says to him, "I couldn't bring you back," and he says, "You already did." I'm like, Bruce, this is a regression for you. This is not something that is good for you to be doing. Yeah, you were you you weren't happy, but you were a little old man making your pastas. Do they ever expect this is going off and this is unrelated to anything? Um, yeah. Do they ever explain? Because maybe I miss this and I cannot figure it out. But it's always pissed me with this the DCU's uh, version of the Flash, the Ezra Miller version of the Flash, mm. with why his lightning has been mostly blue. Like in all the other movies, it's been blue, and then in this movie, like it starts off, oh, it's yellow now, it's golden, it's the right color. But then sometimes it's like, oh, but now it's blue. Oh, but then sometimes it is you. And then they have the younger Barry, and they're like, oh, his lightning's blue. Oh, but now it's yellow. Oh, but now it's blue. Uh, I think it's just no one gives a fuck. I, give <laughs> I know a you. Fuck. I know you. I give a fuck. I strongly give. Is lightning supposed to be yellow? It's a whole big thing. If if that was your biggest grievance with the movie, I would have loved to have watched this through your eyes. <laughs> It's not my biggest grievance. It's one of them. It's up there. It's up there. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I still would love to have it's seen this in your shoes. It's important to me. Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to have yellow lightning. Um, Do you remember that DC slate? Uh, that DC. What was that called? That DC big presentation. Of oh, fandom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC fandom happened a while ago, and I watched all of it because I was doing I was doing work on the Mister Sunday channel, and I figured I probably should know some of this stuff. Humble brag. Um, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, it just reminded me of like Flash fans care about some things, don't they? Like yeah. little minute things. Cause they had a five minute <laughs> section dedicated to the final scene of the Flash and how Grant Gustin was fucking like rolled out and he was like, guys, we've got the yellow boots. <laughs> and like people, like you could see like the tweets coming in on the side of like the stream. Yeah. And it was like, finally, the yellow boots. And I'm like, they've done five minutes on these yellow boots. 
Hey. And all the Flash fans were just fucking going wild. They looked good. And they looked a lot better than this fucking costume. Quick side point on the costumes. Yeah. Supergirl's incredible. Great. Very Wouldn't good. change a fucking thing. No. Genuinely. Also, like, when you consider, like, I like the Man of Steel suit. Yeah. But maybe it's the colour grading or something. Yeah. But the red is so lacklustre. And in this, it's so vibrant and nice. Yeah. I hate the Man of Steel suit. It's so, especially in Man of Steel, because it's like it's practically black, man. It's so, it's, it's so, so dark, yeah. It's so dull, and it's just devoid of any any fucking color. It, it, I feel like they they made a good suit, and then they washed it out completely with how it was filmed. Yeah, it looks better in um, in BVS and and then whatever the next one was, but yeah, in Man of Steel, awful. There are a few bat suits in this movie, but let's talk about the two main ones we see. So there's Keaton's one, which is just the Batsuit, I guess. The 89 Batsuit. I think they've they've made it modern. Yeah, he can move a bit more now. Yeah, and his soaking his stunt double, um, <laughs> which is handy. And um, the CGI version. I, I can forgive it. He's like 80 or something. Yeah, <laughs> He's old. Yeah. Um, I liked, I liked, I love that suit. I've always liked that suit. Yeah. I think it's just very classic. Um, the other Batsuit. The Flash's Batsuit. Oh, well, no, we'll get to that one. All right. Which, oh, uh, Ben Affleck's? I would rather... Yeah. I can't even think of anything to say. It made me ill. I hate that fucking Batsuit. Oh, a, really? People are like, the blue cow? Yeah. It doesn't fit him. No, I kind of liked it, to be fair. Oh, I, no. It, yeah, it's no, not I, I kind of liked it. It was... It, it, I, I like the blue. I like it. It's, I like it's... the blue. I like the blue, too. I like it when it fits. And I'm a heavier set man, I can say this. Yeah. They do not flatter Ben Affleck at all in yeah. this. No, it's fine. I, I don't mind it. I, I I quite enjoyed it. And there's there's bits everywhere. It, it, what, it is what a are bit all like the bits? Yeah, it is a bit like protrusiony. Like his the bat symbol like is literally like in three D or whatever for some reason. But like why? I I like that. Well, I didn't hate it. It's, it's, it's quite good. It's, I mean, it's probably the best looking Batfleck suit we've had. Oh, I disagree with that. What, what do you? Which one do you like then? I think his in because he's had so fucking many. Hang on, there's the the BVS one. Uh, I like because it's the it's the grey on black. The BVS is is too padded. It's too foamy. It's I agree. Like, yeah, it's like. Ben Affleck's already pretty big, but they, for some reason, let's make him twice as big. This is what I'm saying. They don't make him look like a Batman that can move around. They make him look like a Batman that's, like, struggling to get through doors. With that suit, I'd agree. Not with this one. I thought it was more suited to him, really. Mm. I like the trench coat Batman suit as well. I do like that one. Yeah, that was that was quite okay. That was quite interesting. Just something different, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wonder Woman shows up for a second. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember this joke from Justice League with the the lasso of truth? That, let's, do, let's do that again, shall we? I've look, I've never. I think I think there's a good Ben Affleck Batman out there in one yeah. of the universes. Yeah, it's not the one we're in. This is no discrediting on Ben Affleck. I think he's good. To be honest, the when Ben Affleck was his best in this movie was the scene where he was just talking to Barry. Yeah. And no Batman suit or anything. He was just talking about, like, back in time and you'll fuck it up and don't do it or whatever. And like, Yeah. And also, like, I know the lasso of truth is... Like, that's the joke. I get it. Yeah. But is it... Does it make you confess your deep, dark secrets? Or is it just the truth of what's happening in the moment? It's, it's more like, 
if you ask me something, then I'll, I can't lie. Basically, yeah. it's not just, I'm a virgin, <laughs> which I'll say for no reason. I don't want to keep saying too many great things about Ezra Miller. No, you're not. Well, you're well. not you're not an ugly looking person. Oh yeah. I get the whole bumbling buffoon act thing that that is Barry. Yeah. But like Barry's fucked. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't, and I like it touches Bruce and Bruce is like my childhood trauma and I'm like oh you, yes. Yeah, we get it. We've we all it. been on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we, we I saw. get it. <laughs> yeah. She shows up and she's yeah. like I'm here too and now I have to go. Goodbye. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> My home planet needs me. Goodbye. Yeah. Hey, where's Superman? He's off-world fighting things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we fired him. <laughs> yeah, he's... Look, we're going to have 27 different Supermen in this movie, but none of them are the one that you know, so don't worry about it, all right? There's, um, Barry is in the other world, or like the new reality with himself, and he's like, better check in with Victor Stone. Oh, he's not cyborg, cyborg yet. And he never will be again. To be honest, I was quite surprised they even mentioned Cyborg, to be honest. Because, like, I don't know if you've seen, um, they fuck it. they've been, Warner Brothers especially, been doing everything they can to be like, oh, this guy does not exist. And he is not oh, a yeah. part of our universe at all. Like, even down to the petty fucking fact that they, they fucking relaunched uh, HBO as HBO Max, re- or just Max recently. Um, stupid fucking decision. Um, <laughs> the most recognisable part of the movie. Yeah, no, let's just get rid of it. Let's just let's just call it Max because what does that mean? My Fuck name is yeah. Max. Exactly. Um, but you know, like you can set up like you know, like on Netflix and Disney, or whatever. You set up like a character profile. They icon. did Yeah, there's 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 a tweet going around that's like, oh, let's go, let's look at the um, oh, Teen Titans Go. Oh, we've got Beast Boy. We've got Raven. We've got Robin. We've got cartoon version of Cyborg from that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, uh, the fucking TV show, the Teen Titans TV show. What we got? We got, oh yeah, Raven again, Robin. Oh yeah, Cyborg. That's cool. We've even got the fucking version of Cyborg from Smallville that showed up in that one episode one time. Oh, that's great. Oh, let's look at the Justice League movie versions. Oh, we got Batman. We got Wonder Woman. We got the Flash. We've. Oh, that's it. Oh. oh. We we don't have Cyborg. Oh. That's okay. just, that's embarrassing on them, yeah, isn't it? That's so fucking petty, man. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so stupid. So, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But as we alluded to earlier, there's been discussions about like, 
a certain sequence which is just um, visually just not great. Looks unfinished. Looks like it's from a PS2 cutscene or whatever. Um, when Barry first entered the Speed Force and he like starts to like figure out time travel or whatever, I was like, oh, not figure out because he did it earlier, I guess. But but he like whatever. Um, I was like, oh, this looks a little weird, whatever, that's fine. But then, like, the whole fucking, like, weird, like, statuesque, like, figures yeah. of everyone started appearing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. That wasn't even the most egregious bit. That, like, when it got to the end and the whole just fucking, hey, guys, remember all these DC movies? Oh. And or even the ones that didn't fucking happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I cannot understand that choice at all. Um, do, do, do you remember? I know the pain of trying to find footage of Nicolas Cage as Superman. There are four usable seconds. I know this as a fact. Yeah. And that is enough to warrant this. Who Who's that for? Because, like... It didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. And I would argue that, like, most people don't even know it. Don't even know that it was a thing. Yeah. But, like, you'll get, like, fucking nerds like us who know. And, like, other people like that. Um, but most people, you're saying Nick Cage Superman, they're like, what? Nick mm. Cage was never Superman. And, like, yeah, you're right. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He had early conversations. And he had a screen test. It. He had a costume test. And then the movie never got made. We'll, we'll get into all of that. And this is part of it. Because I want to talk about the the fucking jaw-dropping CGI. The worst sequence in the movie, by far. When So when you say, like, the kind of statuesque Colosseum vibes yeah. of all of the, the show-off, right? The director fucking copped some heat for it. Yeah. And then went on Twitter and not directly but like through a through a fucking some sort of outlet mm. he i i do believe did a bit of damage control and said it's intentional it's intentional and look consider this my hot take of the episode yeah and this is by no means to say i think the stylized choice works in any way i think it is so bad that it has to be intentional because supergirl flying around doesn't look flawless but doesn't look like that Barry running doesn't look flawless, but it doesn't look like that. There are moments in this where my jaw dropped and I went, if this is just bad work, this is going to replace the rock as the scorpion king for the go to. This is bad CG. Oh, God, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. really. And yeah. in my mind, I think what they've done if they is they've tried to make a sequence that shows, you know, his excuse was like it shows Barry's distorted point of view. And I think the intention there is to do something that's like this is an imagining of the events and this is like an interpretation of stuff that's happened from a very like fleeting quick glance but where i think they fucked up is they've made it halfway between unfinished and photorealistic if you wanted to make it statuesque actually just do some statues make it abstract if you wanted it to look weird it should have looked a lot weirder than it did mm. and and not just <laughs> CG without lighting and textures finished and like in its final form. To be honest, whether or not it is intentional is kind of irrelevant because it, it looks, looks like, like shit. <laughs> yeah. It looks, bottom line is, it looks like shit. And you can say that's intentional. And if it is, sure, fair enough. 
it still looks like shit. And yeah. that's how I'm going to judge it because it looks like shit. That, if yeah. it's intentional, it's probably even worse, to be honest. Because why would you intentionally make it look this bad? Yeah. The, the final product in the cinema did not have me going, this is a nice abstract understanding of the Speed Force and Barry's interpretation of it. It had me yeah. going, oh my God, this yeah. looks fucking dreadful. It, it, it's so, so bad. And then you, you get into the whole fucking, the ethics and the morality about it all. Like, I'm sure you've seen, like, the stuff about fucking... Um, George Reeves? Yeah, George Reeves and how, like, he fucking hated playing superman and actually fucking killed himself because of it and yeah. then this movie released on i think it was on the anniversary of his death or something and then they're like oh look it's george Reeves superman <laughs> it's just oh brother read the fucking room this, this is this is a this is part of a larger conversation of the ethics of what is what is fair game and what is not because paul walker wildly applauded for for his brother's work and the cg artist's work in finishing his role in fast seven. Oh, i was thinking of aaron paul <laughs> <laughs> i was like what um no they made they, they refused to de-age aaron paul to any capacity yeah, man's in his 40s and he's like yo the crystal ship <laughs> Um, but no but what I'm saying is it's part of a whole conversation I think I'm always gonna just fucking just fucking recast them yeah or if they started work finish it use the actors you actually have yeah (laughs) put Henry in there look I don't love Henry Cavill Superman put him in there though like yeah the fucking majority of the audience love him like it'd be a great opportunity to put him in there um you had nine fucking seasons of The Flash. You had an Ezra Miller cameo in The Flash. Yeah. You can't give Grant Gustin fucking five seconds. There's a Jay Garrick Flash in this movie, but it's just some fucking guy. Haven't it's not the two John actors, Wesley Ship. Yeah, haven't two of the actors that have played Jay Garrick yeah. gone... They've both come out publicly and gone, was that supposed to be me or you? Like, who was that? Some people thought it was like a a younger version of Teddy Sears or a younger version of John Wesley Shipp. It's neither of them. It's just some fucking, (laughs) just probably like an AI-generated face. They just went on thisfacedoesn'texist.com and then just grabbed one. Uh... And then we're like, let's fucking use this as Jay Garrick. Use John Wesley Shipp. He's great. Everyone loves him as Jay Garrick, man. Like... I don't understand the 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 decisions that were made. I especially don't understand the of all the fucking bizarre cameos to put in this. Soup super why is Supergirl in this? Like fucking <laughs> Helen Slater Supergirl with Christopher Reeve Superman. Well, they the, are part of the same world. They're kind of. But they never interacted. <laughs> well, no, he was he was famously didn't want to be a part of it and was like, I'm off planet doing a peacekeeping thing. Yeah. Uh, Look, it's the fact that like they even had like um I think they they said like there was discussions about Marlon Brando and, and Cesar Romero's Joker and all this, but The Joker? Yeah, from the sixties Why T V show. I don't know, this we can see his weird mustache that was painted over, I guess. Oh my um, lordy lord. But but at no point was Grant Gustin considered. I that's fucking ridiculous. And honestly, 
it's shitty. It's a dickhead move. Yeah, really. it's, it feels like in, insulting in a way. Yeah, and his his show was way better than this pile of shit <laughs> as well. Like, yeah, look, he's it, carried the character for fucking nine years, man. He's done a really say what you will about the show, but he's done a really good job of carrying that character and being like an ambassador for a lot of people. For a lot of people, he is a flash. He deserves a cameo, man. Yeah, it's 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 shitty that he's not in it. Yeah, and I think that like the, for every single cameo in this, there's a weird reason as to why it kind of shouldn't be there. Yeah. So George Reeves wouldn't have, if was alive, never would have said yes in a million fucking years. No, he also has no family to sign off on this as well. Yeah. So they just so, basically went, "You're dead, and no one cares. Let's prop no, you up." No one says we can't. So yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. Christopher Reeve. They have an actor that is well and truly alive who plays his iteration of Superman, Brandon Ralph Ruth. Oh yeah, I could have got Brandon Ralph. He's actually a good Superman as well. Yeah. So it could have <sighs> been him. If yeah. they wanted to, even that, and that's the same Superman as Christopher Reeve's Superman. Maybe, yeah. Helen Slater filmed a cameo. Yeah. Why does she look like she hasn't been to DC Studios in 20 years? Helen Slater was in Supergirl, the TV series, and she was great. She looked great. Like, what? why did they get this weird CGI model that clearly was not her? Well, no, they, they, she, she filmed it. And then they painted over her face. No, no one filmed anything. This was all. <laughs> this was all handed off to fucking Ubisoft and made in a cutscene yeah. or whatever. Like no one filmed anything. Nick Cage didn't fucking film anything. Nick Cage is the most fake-looking Nick Cage I've ever seen. Any. I've seen some fake-looking Nick Cages. Man. Yeah, but like this. <laughs> Andy Samberg do an impression of Nick Cage looks more like Nick Cage than yeah. this does. Who else is there? Um, Adam West. F for like a second, Adam West is there. There's the bad, no, not Jay Garrick flash. Um, it's all awful. Help me here. Yes. When you include a character, for me. Yeah. A, ca look, a cameo, I'm beginning to fucking despise them in movies at the minute. Because <laughs> yeah. they're always just... Spider-Verse had 15 billion other fucking super spider people. Yeah. And you know what they were all fun? It's because they were all taken seriously, but they were also in the story doing something. At no point was there a cameo in Spider-Verse, which was just like basically the character just waving through the screen at the audience yeah. and saying like, hey guys, but I'm not even, here. Not even moving. Not even moving. Just the camera weirdly panning across their face. Yeah, and as, as they, they like look, look into, into the void. The distance. Yeah, exactly. As their cold, unappealing, <laughs> dead fucking eyes. As their cold, lifeless face just <laughs> stares past the camera. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is a little bit more nostalgia bait, but not to this level. It's yeah. not like, at least like the fucking characters that show up, they're part of the story and they yeah. have something to do. They're not just like, hey, and waving at the camera. Um, th this is exactly what I feared Multiverse of Madness would be. Yeah, I, I did like, as well. When I was going when I was going into Multiverse of Madness, there was a lot of talk about cameos and and all this sort of shit showing up, and I was just scared that it was just going to be sequences of like. And there was that whole fucking like, oh, is Tom Cruise going to show up as Iron Man? And, <laughs> and I was, I, I was like, why, why would they do that? Because he was nearly cast that once. That's exactly what happened in this yeah. movie. It's the exact same thing that happened like why a guy that was almost superman but wasn't great what a great cameo for everyone yeah fantastic Fucking stuff hell, man. but like my, my definition of a cameo right is mm. especially like in today's fucking day and age 
is Wonder Woman in this movie. Yeah. She shows yeah, up, she that, goes, that, hello, yeah. I'm Wonder Woman, here is my lasso of truth, yeah. and I am leaving the story never to be seen again now. And now I'm going, yeah. Yeah. In this, it is just a bunch of dead puppets. Yeah. Like, and also, like, I I don't mean to sound disingenuous, because these a lot of these people aren't fucking alive. Yeah. And it's not great. Yeah. And it, frankly, it's kind of grim. Yeah. And I don't understand why people can't, see that like uh, people that are like whoa what is it teasing adam west adam west is not going to come back from the dead to do another one of these it's not teasing anything it's it is literally like i say just the character waving at the audience to say yeah this is a thing you know and so you will cheer yeah clap now please yeah and it's it's just it's just the sequence i've never seen anything this gratuitous and shameless in form of like I don't mind, like, there's, there's a meme going around about Chris Stuckman said, like, I'm a fan, service me. And that's true to a degree. I don't mind a bit of fun. Fan service is a tricky topic because, yeah, like, uh, there, there are times when it can be done and done well. But then if it's used to, like, an egregious level and it's just here an and empty, fa- I think empty fan service is the shit I have a problem with, mm. where it's like... It's just cheaply done, badly written stuff for you to point at and recognize, and that's it. Like the the show Gotham, mostly terrible in my opinion. Um, and and I think Gotham's got some moments. No, nah, well, I, to be honest, I only like watched a few episodes of the first season, and I was like, I'm no, mostly I'm terrible this. in your well experienced <laughs> opinion of the show. Well, yeah, because it lost me. <laughs> but <laughs> but in those first few episodes, it was just it was just bad fan service. I think there was a line that someone said like, "Ah, oh, stay away from Ivy. She's pure poison." I was like, "Oh fuck, horrendous." Yeah. The a perfect example: fucking Michael Keaton saying. You want to get nuts? Ah, <laughs> oh, I my whole body just fucking cringed when yeah. he said that. I hated it. So, also, doesn't make any sense. He said that once in the movie, and it was like an off the cuff thing where he was acting crazy. And like, why why does Ezra Miller recognize that? Why would anyone recognize that? It's so fucking stupid. They're only saying it because it's like a meme now as well. Yeah, that's that's why they're doing it. It's in it's it's it. in um, No Way Home. I'm something of a scientist is, yeah. myself, and yeah. that, that they were the worst parts of the movie. Yeah, horrendous. Um, oh. And yeah, it, it's also weird because it like it, contextually it doesn't make sense. Barry's like, "Should we go break <laughs> Superman out of this black site?" And he's like, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." He's like, "No, I said you want to go and said. get Superman." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can forgive. The slow pan, the first time we see him suited and booted in the costume and cowl and cape and all of this, for the first time in 20 mm. summon years, probably more. Actually, yes, definitely more. Yeah, I can forgive it. Don't do it twice. Yeah. And don't do it twice with the second one being, <laughs> you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. <laughs> I hate it so much, man. Me to like my it. wife at the, <laughs> at the counter of the cinema, you want to get nuts. <laughs> let's get nuts. One packet of KPP nuts, please. <laughs> Maybe that was the cameo. It's for all of us that were eating nuts during the movie, of which there was one other person in my screening, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How many people were in yours? <laughs> just, just one. <laughs> I, I did like the moment where they they go to like um, rescue Supergirl, and they like and they get seen by that guy, and then Batman just like goes. <gasps> 
But then the guy just stares at him and doesn't. <laughs> just goes to get his gun out. Does it again, and he just goes <laughs> like trying to intimidate him. That was pretty funny. I liked I liked that sequence um, of Batman and his fight moves. I thought that was yeah. quite good. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. Yeah. It's. It. Do you know what? It's. Do you know? What? I think it was just the biggest mm. thing about. Uh, my my biggest issue with a lot of Batman fight sequences, and it's why I like as much as I am not a big fan of what it means. I think the coolest yeah. one of the coolest Batman fight sequences has been that Zack Snyder, the warehouse, the warehouse scene. Yeah, because it embodies BBS. that he is just a fucking terrifying bl- person to brawl with. Yeah, um, kills a lot of people. Yeah, I could <laughs> I could do without the neck breaking. Yeah. <laughs> And like punching a man's head into a wall, like literally throwing a man against the wall, and then there's just a splatter of his blood <laughs> as he drops down. Wet it. smear of blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like one of the biggest things I have with Batman mm. is directors that don't know how to shoot a fight sequence is uh, knees and elbows. Nolan's guilty yeah. of it. Tim Burton yeah. was guilty of it. So it's nice to see this one, obviously heavily enhanced by CG and stunt work, oh, massively. Yeah. But. I just like to see Batman do some stuff that no other human being could do. Yeah. Because it's yeah. Batman is this version of Batman especially is fantastical and silly. Yeah. So I like that a bit more. It yeah, would have felt weird if he started like doing the Robert Pattinson brawling style. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Supergirl when she got to fucking kill everyone, that was great stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um Can't get over that costume, man. That costume just looks so good in a movie so, where the costumes yeah. suck. Yeah, it's true. It it did look look really good. It'd be a shame to never see it again. Yeah. Um I saw that you know, so Sasha Calais posted a photo of her in a dressing room with the oh, costume. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am aware. <laughs> um and obviously you obviously have saved that onto your favourites tab. <laughs> it's it's on my it's in my uh, memories on my phone, yeah. <laughs> um but that photo <laughs> Looks better than a live-action still of Ben Affleck's suit in this movie. Oh come on, though! No, I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, you really don't like that suit, man. It's not the blue. I want to be crystal clear. It's not the blue. It's the way that it doesn't fit his mouth, and it looks weird. I don't think I noticed that. It's, from, what I, from what I saw of it, I was like, "This is fine." Did you like that Michael fine. Keaton's Bruce Wayne was like, do you know what? For the first time in 30 years, I can grow a goatee. I'm going to do that. Um, When did he grow a goatee? He was, when we first meet him, didn't he? He's, he's all shaggy and hairy. Well, he didn't grow it. He had a goatee. Yeah, he had a goatee, but he would never... He had to shave it to be Batman again, didn't he? Because you oh, could yeah. see it through the count. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what's going on with the ending of this? The ending. <sighs> so... Young Barry goes evil for like five seconds mm-hmm. and then like spends 50 years trying to kill Zod or whatever, but doesn't. Oh, by the way, Zod's not in the movie. It's just they, they, they got Michael Shannon in a booth to vaguely record some lines and then they, they just made sure he had his weird mask on and you can kind of see him, but it's, it's not Michael Shannon. It's just he was nowhere near that set. No, he he didn't do a day on set for this movie. Fuck, no. it's bad. Also, yeah. so, just a quick one because that's there's a sequence on that scene that is so egregious. 
Yeah. The ADR in this movie is fucking so distracting. It's it is. It's very noticeable as yeah. well. It's like, hey, we're, we're just having a normal conversation. How are you guys doing? Yes, and I am here too. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like, it's um, it's the, you know, like the Japanese dub joke. Like, it, they stop speaking before the character has finished moving their mouths. Yeah. Uh, very, very strange. I completely see where he's coming from when he's like, these things aren't fulfilling to be a part of. Yeah, and then not. I saw him like he he had a quote. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or something. They said like he he had a chance to be in a Star Wars movie, but he didn't want to because like he he just doesn't enjoy these like big dumb spectacle movies. Like people are getting mad at that. I'm like, no, that's fine. Like yeah. l- let him let him do that. That's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. He's yeah. he, if he doesn't want to do these big like fucking franchise blockbusters, I can see why because yeah. like yeah, yeah. dude has been burnt. All right, he's a great actor, and he, and just like I remember when you got your neck snapped and you screamed that one time. Let's do that again, yeah, seven more times or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I like, I don't know, maybe there's an element of me that is is like, it, if, for fans to be upset about that comment, whatever. Like I understand it might be reductive to say, like to call your favorite thing just like mindless entertainment. Because and oh, let's be yeah. honest, Michael Shannon isn't ingesting these entertainment things in the way to receive them. No. Like, he doesn't no, strike me as a man who sat down and watched The Rise of Skywalker. No. So he probably just saw people on the internet go, it sucks. He watched five minutes of it and went, it does suck. Mm. And and that's not, you know, necessarily right, but it's also, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not to his taste. That's fine. But then there's an element of me that's like, you signed the paper, man. I just, I, I don't like it when actors will gladly take the money for something and then just fucking publicly pan it in quite a crucial time for its its run. I think if it deserves to be panned, then I don't mind it. I I just think that I, I I'm ag- I'm against people being like suddenly being like no I'm better than this and I'm like but you're in it, bro. Yeah yeah I get that I get that but like don't get me wrong he is better than this <laughs> he is he's massively better than this yeah and I think Michael Shannon's like he's someone who just more wants to do like more like serious stuff and like roles that he can like really like get his teeth into and shit. Yeah. Not just fucking Zod again and again and again. I mean, yeah. I think he's just like burnt out with it all. Really. Yeah. My, my mind, my mind's drawn back to Kick-Ass 2 is a pretty terrible movie. And yeah. Jim Carrey was in it as one of the most violent characters that yeah. has one of the most violent deaths. Then he came out and said, I will refuse to promote this movie because it's because of its violence. I went, the movie is called Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. like shut up <laughs> I understand you're maybe embarrassed about its quality but you took the money shut up yeah uh, maybe that's wrong I don't know but that's just kind of where I'm at on it maybe it's an ignorant viewpoint but whatever <laughs> no um, I see where you're coming from it's it's weird um mm. so George Clooney is obviously never returning as Batman but the movie never. would say differently they're, they end this movie and they're like oh George Clooney is Bruce Wayne now why? Don't worry about it. Also, as always with George Clooney, George Clooney is here and he's George Clooney. Yeah, he just showed up on set and they're like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, that's... his hair was how it was when he styled it at his personal house in the morning. <laughs> yeah. There is not a single effort has been made to make this man, performance-wise or otherwise, yeah, into any capacity of a Bruce Wayne. And and what does that mean for, for Barry and like and his universe? 
doesn't matter because this universe is done now. We're yeah. never going to see it again. I remember a few months back when James Gunn said, this movie resets the DCU. And I thought, that's actually a perfect fucking excuse. Yeah. Because this universe up until this point is a mess. An absolute fucking shambling mess. It's bad, yeah. Yeah. There's also something that I fucking hate, which is the movie's point of letting go. And yeah, we get it's very funny to point at all the cameos and be like, the movie's telling us to let go. Would you like to see Adam West again? Yeah. That's all fucking horrendously hypocritical and quite amusing. Yeah. But the ending of the movie ends with Barry getting his dad off for the murder. I understand his dad is innocent. Yeah. But you didn't let go. <laughs> you changed it again. <laughs> well, he let go. He let go of his mum. I, I, I think it's that. It's more that, really. It's more. Yeah. Like you're holding on to, to like just wanting a life you've never had, a life with your mum and all this sort of stuff, and mm. and, and and that's why he has to let go. That's why I'm more see it as. And 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 I did like the scene where. He goes to the supermarket and he see and the and he sees his mum and th- that was a sweet scene and I'll, I'll admit I did actually get a bit emotional watching that. Yeah, it was it was actually a, a good scene. Shame about the rest of the movie, but <laughs> there's that you was strip actually this quite movie good to its fucking core basics. Yeah, there's a great personal story about loss, grief, and moving on. Yeah, it's just oh. wrapped in this package of. <laughs> Bizarre cameos. Who loves DC? Who loves fucking seven different Supermen, uh, but not the one you know and one you don't. Yeah, like and one you never have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so fucking bizarre, man. And also here's Supergirl, but she's bad. But here she is, but (laughs) she's bad. Also, funnily enough, she's the best part of the movie. We know this due to her being doing all of the press in spite of the actual protagonist actor being terrible and not allowed and not trusted yeah um she's done all the press would you like to see her character uh it be introduced and die in the same movie twice yeah yep sure um um the, uh, do you know what the worst thing i can say about this yeah is and i don't know what this says about the current landscape of movies i was entertained <laughs> throughout most of it i wasn't <laughs> I, I, it crumbles I when you think about it, right? It, uh, it crumbled when I was watching it, man. I, I struggled with most of this movie. Yeah. It's just, I did not have a good time watching it. Uh, the end product, it doesn't seem finished. It seems like they couldn't even figure out the ending, and they just went, "Oh, that'll do." It's, yeah. It seems like a half-assed job, which is weird because it's been in development for nine fucking years. Um, <laughs> Apparently it's one of the most expensive projects ever created. I am not surprised, man. The amount of fucking... I, I, this movie had to have had like at least like six different directors or some shit. Yeah. It's fucking insane, man. This um, Also, like this director, is, James Gunn has come out and said this guy's going to take the next Batman Brave and Bold movie. We'll see. He's not. Because this movie is one of the biggest bombs that the world has ever seen. So there's there's absolutely no conceivable way DC can keep that yeah. that name attached. Um, which is unfortunate because like I saw mm. a, a, a thing that I kind of agree with, right? You're right. This movie went through developmental hell. Yeah. Literally. And just as they were coming out of the woods, Ezra Miller decided that they were basically just going to be CI, C, CSI Most Wanted? C, CIA. 
a terrible person. A terrible person, yeah. Which only brought just a fucking shitstorm of bad publicity. And let's be honest, right? This director doesn't sign on to all those cameos. This is a higher up thing of being like, we need this in the movie. Oh, yeah. And, and no point in like, do I believe that Andy Muschietti came to the table and was like, guys, we're going to put George Reeve in this movie. Guys, yeah. I've got Nick Cage's <laughs> CGI face for the movie. Okay. Also, he doesn't he doesn't dictate the VFX budget and allocated time window. Yeah. It's... I... There is a part of me that believes he is an incredibly talented director. He's made some decent stuff in the past, but also his, a job of a director is to come in, manage the fucking sinking ship that was this project yeah, and release it. And he did it. Do you know what? This is almost, this is almost hard for me to say. Like, this is almost blasphemous coming out of my mouth particularly. And okay. I don't even want to say it. Oh, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to... Zack Snyder would have done a better job oh, in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I like... That's a big... For me, that's a unanimous fact. But for you, that's like, this. I hate this. Oh, I can't stand yeah. this. Uh, yeah. But um, again, I don't, I don't... A lot of this, I don't think, is Andy Muschietti's fault. I think it is all studio interference. It's fucking... Um, who was the cunt who was in charge of DC before... Um, before James Gunn, um, I know I want to say David Zaslav, but that's just Warner Brothers. No, right? he's the yeah, he's the fucking the the one who was kind of the fucking um, Bill Gates. Yeah, sure. Bill Steve Gates. Jobs. No, oh, who was it? Kevin Smith. No, Kevin Smith would have done a good. Kevin Smith would do a good Flash movie. Oh. I want to talk about someone who gets the Flash. No, Kevin Smith fucking worships the flash man and he would do kevin smith has directed some incredible episodes of the flash the tv show okay yeah. and he fucking loves the character he would do such a good job directing yeah. a flash movie was um, it was it jeff Loeb? maybe yeah i think it was jeff Loeb. yeah 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 um fuck it uh right nathan i'm done <laughs> yeah yeah me too look if you haven't seen it, don't. Uh, it's it's not a good movie. Um, take take opinion, your money and see a well-made movie. Go see Spider-Verse again, man. You want to see a multiverse movie that's actually well-made, looks great, has fucking cameos that are not just dead people waving at you? Go see fucking Spider-Verse again. If there's any part of you that's like, I'm not going to see that, it's a cartoon. So are all the dead people at the end of this movie. Also, like, th this movie is doing fucking nothing to help the whole fucking multiverse fatigue thing that we've got going on at the moment. Because, yeah. like, mul at the moment, it seems like just the multiverse is fucking everywhere. And, like, when I saw Spider-Verse, I was like, oh, no, it can be done well. It, it's it's good actually maybe we can do this a little bit more and then i saw the flash and i was like i never want to see the fucking multiverse again man like yeah i'm so done i'm so bored with this point. era of the like the genre that do you know what the do you know what the worst thing was i realized this the other day um you know that meme of the guy like crying as he's shooting someone oh yeah and that's that's me to into the spider-verse when i realize it started all of this it's true it is so true. It, like, i yeah it's a necessary evil, but I will yeah. go back in time and stop that movie coming out. 
to save us from all the fucking horrendous imitations we had. Yeah, it's true. This has been the worst. They've not all been bad. There are some bad ones, but this is absolutely... I think I think even all the good ones, apart from Spider-Verse, there are moments where I'm like, don't like that. This was a mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. No Way Home was good. Overall, um, I enjoy No Way Home, yeah. I just have minor nitpicks with No Way Home. And again, with I really enjoyed Molly vs. Amanda. So again, just a few minor um, nitpicks, really. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Look, it's not good. It's bad. And I don't like it. And Ezra Miller put a baby in the microwave. So That is true. That happened. Recommendations? You see, if we did the full money, my recommendation was going to be to not see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. All right, no. Um, so recommendations. So that was the flash. Great. Don't go see it. Yeah. Um, so we do. We're doing this new thing where we we just recommend one fun little thing at the end of the episode, just something we've been enjoying recently. Whatever that may be, could be anything. Um, Lawrence, what's your recommendation for this week? Um, slightly. I don't know if this is what this segment is but it's it's a film it's and it's a film that i bet almost everyone has seen but i bet almost no one has seen uh, more than a few times recently due to have i seen it yeah you've seen it yeah it's due to common genuine consensus the movie took a beating that movie is indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull and i've been watching them all yeah and I understand, although it doesn't stand on the same strengths as the previous three. I, I think, it, to be honest, I think it's better than Temple of Doom. But that's I think it's take. better than Temple of Doom as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't quite meet the highs, the high highs of Raiders and Last Crusade. I understand yeah. that. But it's ambitious. It does some stuff. It's still incredibly yeah. charming. And I think that so many people in the discussion of going to see Dial of Destiny are like, I'll oh, just watch and skip over that one. Yeah. And it's like, don't. It's, I mean, it's good. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Because I, I do enjoy Kingdom of the Crystal Star. There's some, there's some good stuff in that movie. Don't get me wrong. There's some weird stuff as well, and some strange choices, and some stuff that doesn't quite work. Exactly but the same with Temple of Doom. I, I think, yeah. I think uh, the big thing about that movie is just a lot of people just couldn't get over, ha ha ha, nuclear bomb fridge, or whatever. And it's like, motherfucker. Like, that's. Yeah. That's nothing, man. I, also, I hate to tell you, that's good. It's good. It's a good scene. <laughs> it's fun, and it's there's nothing silly. wrong with it. Yeah, it's it's fun, pulpy, and uh, action adventure. Exactly what Indiana Jones is, and it's fundamentally give everyone the misconception that it would be a safe place to hide in a nuclear attack. Also, um, is in that movie with um, with Kate Blanchett where she looks exactly like fucking Governor Price from Star Wars Rebels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's that's my recommendation. Watch that movie. You've probably already seen it, but just watch yeah. it again as an adult and realise you can make your own opinion. Watch it again and get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, listeners. Yeah. What about you? What are you recommending to me and everyone? I am recommending... Uh, it's going to be a bit of a strange one, um, but go with me. I am recommending iCarly. Okay, what well, the the revival? Well, a bit of both. All right, so okay. I've been watching. I've been watching recently. I realised I have free Paramount Plus, and um, I didn't realise for like three months or whatever. But I was like, oh, I've got Paramount Plus for free. Cool. Sure. Yeah. I should probably start using this. Um, so I went to see what was available, 
Um, and I started, and I saw that there was like the revival of iCarly. I was like, oh, let me brush up on iCarly. Let me, let me read because I watched some episodes when I was younger, but I think I was a bit past it. Like when it came out, I was like, oh, I'm a bit old for this sort of stuff now. Yeah. So I never like really got into it the same way I did like Drake and Josh and Zach and Cody and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I started watching iCarly from the beginning, and it's, um, it's, it's strange and it's like, weird and wacky hijinks and stuff but it's actually surprisingly good and the revival is great it's really good, i've heard man. it's i've heard it's decent it's really good it's, it's weird because it's like it's iCarly, but it's like oh you've grown up now as well and so is the show and it's it's a lot more like it's weird to hear iCarly talking about like having sex and stuff and it's oh. like, not in like a way but just like a <laughs> iCarly comes in just like Freddie's like three two one yeah. and you're live and she's like the other day I was getting rimmed yeah no <laughs> it's nothing like that it's just like you know we're, we can have just more adult conversations and stuff now and it's yeah it's it's surprisingly very good um if I will say watching the original Nickelodeon series can be tough, especially if you know about all the shit with Dan Schneider, uh. who is not a good guy, who is a massive fucking creep. And if you know about this whole foot fetish sort of thing, and then there's scenes with 13-year-old girls just showing their feet to the camera so many times, and it's just... Oh, this is very unsettling. Like, yeah, I fully understand why Jeanette McCurdy refused to come back to this yeah. world. Um, is he? He's not a part of this, surely. No, absolutely. He's he's still credited because he fucking created it all. He's yeah. still like created by Dan Schneider. But other than that, he has no fucking. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um. What a repulsive fucking bloke. Yeah. What a fucking fuckhead. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly good. Like I only put it on to like just fucking kill some time, watch something in the background while I was doing other shit. But I like really got sucked into it, and yeah, it's, it's surprisingly good. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll check it out. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we have another podcast. If I'm gonna just sorry, I, we've been going a while. I'm gonna breeze through. This is hot. All right. Uh, we've got another podcast. If you want to check that out, it's all about the weird and wonderful, wacky fucking world of Docky Who. Uh, comes out every single Monday at 10 a.m. It's called Still Got Legs. Uh, you can go and check it out. It will be linked below. Uh, it's a good time. Try and get your Hoovian mates to get on board. Uh, we are coming up to the end of season two, which is quite a big thing uh, for the show. Quite a big uh, thing event. So, Most recent episode was uh, all about love and monsters. So if you the, know that one, then... Yeah, if you know that. And uh, <laughs> it, yeah, quite a quite a moment in the show's history. So go check yeah. us. Listen to us lose our fucking minds over it, basically. <laughs> um, we are also uh, available on this podcast uh, at Another Happy Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can give us a little follow there. New episodes come out every single Friday at 10 a.m., which is always a good time. If you give us a little follow, you'll get a little post reminder of when the new one is up. And you don't want to miss that because next week we are going to be doing this. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. Wahoo, what a wacky, wonderful, weird and crazy, crazy time to be alive. Um, I love you all lots. Sweet dreams. Goodbye. Bye.